Lucifer comes through the night. He takes a wrong and makes it look all right. He pulls you up to bring you down. He laughs at you cause you're his Well, Happy New Year. Thank you. Or coming up on New Year for anybody who listens to this when this comes out. Happy New Year to all. Uh, I see that we're past Christmas and you're still smoking resin. Yeah, I've been smoking it for a whole week. Is it like the Hanukkah miracle where after eight nights the resin was still lighting? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More or less, <laughs> it is. Um, it is a wonder. <laughs> I think I'm going to tell my doctor. I'm not going to tell my doctor about this. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, it's the that's in- my resolution. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the end of 2022, and it's time for our end-of-year celebration, um, I just looked and saw that this year our year-in-review episode was actually the first episode of the year. Yeah. And we're also, yeah, and this year we're doing it the last episode of the year. Yeah, that's how we'll do it from now on. Okay, I'm into it. We did the Raincoat Files last year. Oh, yeah, that's true. So we had to do all of December. Okay, fair enough. And then we were like, let's do a wrap-up. And then we we didn't plan it right. Yeah. <laughs> this year we did. There's a lot for us to talk about when we talk about 2022. 2022, yes. We watched, uh, f- I guess, like 51 films this year. Yes, we well, or plus... Or 50? I guess if the first one and the last one are years in review, it was probably 50. Not to mention, uh, perhaps... A lot of content on Patreon. Oh, yeah. So it's probably closer to maybe even... Like 70-ish. Yeah, 70 porn films. and Also, one of those 50 weeks, we were off and did yeah. a Patreon thing. But we but still yeah. did five weeks of Fright. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we still watched them all. Oh, and we also did two on that episode. I don't know. We, we watched a bunch of movies. That's yeah. the thing. Our brain's... Or fried. Yes, uh, Jeremy's or s- been smoking resin for over a week now. I've just been smoking resin and living on Vienna sausages and <laughs> watching pornography in the dark. You must have had a great Christmas then. Yeah, I got a bunch of Vienna sausages. <laughs> I just got cases and cases of them. I even drink the water now. I used to think it was gross, but it's easier than going to the kitchen. <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, yeah, we, we were kind of just looking through the list, the both of us, of uh, the films that we watched this year, and it was kind of overwhelming. There were a lot of them, but we did it last year, and it didn't feel as overwhelming, I think, because, I don't know. I don't know what happened. 
this I year. I think I just don't remember it being overwhelming. I think it's because we had COVID. I think it damaged our, we both had COVID and I think it damaged our brains. Um, I feel like this year was incredibly long. It was, it was like it, you would be. I feel like I've lived like two or three years in the past 12 <laughs> months. That makes a lot of, yeah. It yeah. does feel that way. <laughs> yeah, what's happening? It feels like a million, because I could have sworn that Wanda Whips Wall Street was the first one we did of the year. Yeah. But it was not. It's like the third or fourth even. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's when I got COVID, so that's when it, my brain got warped. Oh, yeah. You, you used to have an amazing brain. Yeah, but a lot's happened since then. <laughs> Our listeners have been able to just watch in real time as we're declining. Yeah, they <laughs> they pay for the privilege. <laughs> Some of them. Yes, a few of them. Uh, pa- uh, Patreon.com. Slash Raincoat Report. You can pay for the privilege as well. Yes. Uh, last week we covered uh, two episodes of Playboy TV's Foursome. Yes, and we and found a, a, a celebrity surprise. Yes, and uh, even dug into it and got some information, so yeah, check that out. Right right from the source. That's some... Right from the horse's mouth. Investigation from the Raincoat Institute itself. Uh, oh, yeah. The patrons' hard-earned money coming to fruition. Yeah. The patrons. They made it happen. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And you all that listen here, you also made it happen. Yeah, just, just rubbing With... our backs, even if you can't give us any money uh, i can feel them just kind of putting like uh their like this part of their <laughs> arm on like my shoulder blade and just giving it like a nice rub i feel so much better even right now <laughs> just thinking about it thanks guys yeah thanks patrons oh, and, and, and non-patrons and ladies of course there ladies have, ladies we do have uh, ladies like to listen to the show sometimes yeah it's a, it's a blessing and an honor <laughs> women hold up half the sky yeah you know who said that who? Mao Zedong. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and he was right. Uh, well, speaking of just authoritarianism and like dystopian futures and such, I know that you were you were very upset this week by uh, a proposed law that you saw from a uh, Utah Some senator. Of, I think he's a, I don't know, I think he's, he's a federal. He's like a. Was it? He's a senator from Utah. Yeah, he's that's not, what I meant. Yeah, yes. he's not a not state like senator. State, yeah, I don't Good like clarification. It's baffling. I don't. It should all just be under one person, chairman perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's neither here nor there, I suppose. Yeah. Not yet. Not if I don't have my way. Jeremy's looking, but. Uh, to look ahead in the episode, we're going to go over our top 10 films of the year that we've covered this year, that is, to be clear. He wrote a one-pager. <laughs> piece of shit. His name is Mike Lee. Yes. Uh, he is going to uh, introduce the Interstate Obscenity Definition Act. You can find better and more reliable information on this. Uh on Twitter, I would follow like the Free Speech Coalition. They do a lot for uh, like uh, First Amendment causes, like related to pornography and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Stabile is a uh, another person who's kind of a pro porn activist. Uh, 
at porn law is good. He's a lawyer that does, as it says, pornographic law. Yeah. Um, which is less sexy than it sounds. <laughs> it's actually, he's not even very sexy. He just has like an, a, he owns like a restaurant in another country. He has an Italian restaurant, I think in like Switzerland. Oh, but, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. I think that's what he does when he's not practicing law, but, uh, it's a nice life if you can get it, I guess. Yeah. But uh, all the same, those people are uh, better and more reliable sources of information than us. I just like I to feel I, like our. I, I want to. It's probably worth stating because we don't do it enough. But our listeners should know by now that we're not terribly reliable sources of information a lot of the time. I know a lot about um, like various classic rock albums. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a little bit about dark magic. I know a little bit about video production and mm-hmm. uh, some technical stuff. If you want to ask me a question about um, Blue, Blue Oyster Cult, I'm, I'm your man. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, continue. Uh, the Interstate Obscenity Definition Act. Yeah. Uh, it's a one-pager. I guess I'll just read the entire thing. Ahem. Obscenity is not protected speech under the First Amendment and is prohibited from interstate or foreign transmission under U.S. law. But obscenity is difficult to define, let alone prosecute under the current Supreme Court test for obscenity, the Miller test. I don't want to read the whole thing in that voice. Yeah, that's going to be grating. <laughs> People, that's what they sound like. It is what they sound like. Um. Anyway... This is so long. Just uh, I'm going to get to the bill specifics. Yes, I just, I'm, that was the preamble, as we shall say. Yeah. Um, the bill specifically iota, which is the the short meaning of the name, uh, defines obscenity within the Communications Act of 1974 as content that one taken as a whole <laughs> um, appeals to the prurient interest in nudity, sex, or excretion. Okay. <laughs> Two, depicts, describes, or represents actual or simulated sexual acts with the objective intent to three or objective intent to arouse, titillate, or gratify the sexual desires of a person. And three, taken as a whole, lacks serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. So that's how it defines that's how it would define obscenity. And it would Strengthen the existing general prohibition on obscenity in the Communications Act by removing the intent requirement um, that was uh, included a little bit in uh, how obscenity is defined now. Mm-hmm. It would remove that requirement that only prohibits the transmission of obscenity for the purposes of abusing, threatening, or harassing a person. So, uh, effectively making pornography illegal. Yes. So To uh, uh, possess, create, own. Uh, I don't think it has a chance right now, but it is something they're gunning for and have been building up for for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I imagine stuff like this will start getting floated around the states pretty soon, where uh, I imagine conservative Supreme Court justices in those states will probably approve it. Some will sink it. Eventually, it'll get up to our current Supreme Court and... Then uh, will take us to jail, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guant- yeah. Guantanamo. Yeah, we're uh... we're gonna go to a black bag. We're gonna go 
to a black site where we get waterboarded with just piss. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> it's a dark future for the podcast. It's a dark future for America as a whole. Uh, I'm obviously against that bill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you live in Utah, consider leaving. Yeah. Or voting differently. Or uh, actually, if you're in Utah, you probably shouldn't. Can we cut off all communication with Utah? Um, I mean, I feel like we should have by now. Yeah, we should have rooted out the Mormons long ago. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> uh, in more positive news, though. They're troublesome. I think that it's worth mentioning that our podcast has been recognized oh, yes. by the highest of authorities. God. God himself. The Adult Video News. Yes, the Adult Video <laughs> News uh, has included us in the list of nominees for Best Podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a long list. Yeah, I uh, imagine that we have no chance of winning, but uh, it's pretty cool that our name is in the list. Yeah, throw your vote away, though, and give us a... Toss your vote to us. Yeah, toss your vote to us, What please. have you? What, what have you got to lose? Yeah. How dare you not vote for us? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, things couldn't be worse. <laughs> I'm trying to do a good pitch. Is it working? <laughs> yes, it's going uh, great. But yeah, vote for us. Don't vote for us. All the same, I can now describe this podcast as AVN nominated. Yes, our adult video news award nominated podcast. Yeah. Wow. It sounds good just saying it. I want to get out like a little bit of Windex and just give it a shine. (laughs) It's one of those things that I I wish it was going to be something that was included on like the Avian Award show. I'm pretty sure it's one of those. Yeah, it's like a fan award thing, but yeah, and it's all the same. I just wish that like as part of this, like Tommy Pistol had to go out on a stage and say the words "raincoat report." Yeah, we could use that. (laughs) Uh, Use a shot in the arm. Yeah. There are a lot of other podcasts, and I don't want to badmouth them. Yeah. But we've got one of the best names. Um, Most of them are just like Sex with Diane. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was looking at our uh, dashboard for our podcast, and it kind of had a year in review thing, kind of like Spotify does, because Spotify owns uh, Anchor, who we publish our podcast with. Oh, yeah. And it went through and, like, gave us a bunch of details about this year. And one of the things uh, is that we created 2,675 minutes of new content this year. Uh, broke that down into hours? Uh, no. You just divide that by 60 at home if you like. Um, but that's more than 92% of podcasts in our category. So we've uh Is that all podcasts or just anchor casts? You know, that's a good question. I guess maybe it is just anchor casts. I mean, it could be all podcasts. I don't know. I don't know how it's I don't know who's tabulating it. The point is that we didn't miss a single week. We did have the one week where we couldn't make a new podcast, but we put one of our uh Patreon episodes we, out. So we've put in pretty much a full week of work. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like almost like 40 hours of podcasting. 
offer you? It's uh, it's quite a bit. It's five o'clock world when the whistle blows. <laughs> you know, we uh, we did a whole lot. Um, so I will say uh, I'm kind of going through our Spotify year in review right now. Um, do you know what our most listened to episode was this year? It's not from this year. Uh, no. Wait, is it Hot and Saucy Pizza Girls? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I don't, so, our very first episode, I believe, is the most listened to episode of all time, which sure. makes sense if somebody's going to get into our podcast and start somewhere. Yeah. It's going to be either the newest episode, which is going to vary every time, or it's going to be the first one. Right. So that makes sense, but the Hot and Saucy Pizza Girls episode has over-delivered. Oh. Pun intended. Uh, But I love those pizza girls. There are six million listens. (laughs) Right? Uh, Something like that. Wow. Uh, Our top five countries this year, we were listened to by 18 countries. Yeah. Our top five were, of course, the United States. All right. But number two was the United Kingdom. Okay. Number three was Germany. Yeah, Yeah. Number four was Portugal. Hmm. And number five was Sweden. Portugal. Portugal is unexpected. The sick man of Europe. What? (laughs) That's what they used to call Portugal. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because it was like an empire and then it declined. So they called it the sick man. Oh. Yeah. Uh, And we're popular there. (laughs) I don't think you're a sick man of Europe. I think you're probably... Just you guys fine. are you guys are pretty cool if uh you know you're our number four most listening. Yeah, if what I'm hearing is correct, you guys are all right. <laughs> what was the last one? Sweden? Uh yes. Great. Those are probably the most pornographic countries outside of Italy. It says that we are the in the top twenty five percent most followed podcasts. I don't know what that means. Well, it means it doesn't mean that we have <laughs> we're in the top twenty five percent as much as total uh, yeah, followers, yeah. Right, right. but it is that uh, a lot of our listeners are also subscribers to our podcast. Excellent. They they like to stick around. We're all buddies. Yeah, we are buddies. And there's five of them. Who are our best buddies because we're their number one podcast every week. <laughs> it might be the only podcast they listen to, even. It could it, be. It's it's five children who can't otherwise use the internet <laughs> trying to hear about porn. It's five Portuguese children. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's go ahead. You know, obviously this is a uh, less uh, structured episode than usual, but oh, it's yeah. a lot of fun. I, was... I guess we should take a break. I'd forgotten we were doing a show. Or... Oh, what are we I doing? Wasn't... Okay, we can take a what, break. What are we doing? We, we're not structured? Uh, I was just going to say that we're we're we... just kind of flying by the seat of our pa- pants I, here. Yeah, I'm wearing pants that I wore to a funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I've been wearing them for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so, yeah, we can take a break if you want. All right. Um, I didn't know what you were going to say. I thought you were segueing into a break. Oh, I wasn't, but I was just I was just going to segue into us talking about our top ten films of the year. 
But we can take a break first. Yeah, we'll do a break. Um, insert the final countdown into our little break spot. And we'll like come back. the song, The Final Countdown? Yeah, Europe. All right, I think we can get away with like 15 or 20 seconds of it. Okay. All right, uh, we'll be back, guys. All right, love you. May Lang versus Serena is a picture that will saturate you with sex. See May Lang and Serena in a contest that is the sexual challenge of the century. May Lang versus Serena. It's a very unusual picture. Wall-to-wall exquisite sex. Serena does her very best to outdo Mei Ling and vice versa. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. Hello. It's uh, time to go over. <laughs> it's time Sorry. to go over our top ten films of 2022. Okay. Jeremy, do you want to go first with your number 10? No, I'm shy. You go first. Okay. So, number 10 on my list is uh, from the master of erotic cinema, Jess Franco. Okay. It is Cries of Pleasure. Oh. Yes. Uh, the story of uh, Fennel, a simpleton, who has to watch as... Uh, his masters have debauchery all over the house, and then uh, ends up he ends up dead in the pool. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, what a film! That's a that's a real number ten. Yeah, it's a it's a fun little time. You've got your uh, Lena Romay, and you've got your uh, um, Antonio Mayans right. being weird. Yeah. Lots of Jess Franco ness, lots of uh, Saudian sex. Yeah, lots of really low budget stuff. Uh, I remember you talking about it, like the camera just doesn't move most of the time. You said there were like <laughs> seventy cuts or something like that. Oh yeah, the camera it the it shot moves, will move, move but, but there no, aren't a whole lot of right, cuts. right 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> there's just a lot of very long shots yes yes it's uh you know it's total jess franco yeah and uh, i love it for that good you like when they cut that lady's throat and it's just like a little red line yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's it's total jess franco he doesn't like to do special effects there's a few movies where he does it and this was not one of them no there was very little special about it (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah i remember that one being kind of like it's like sleep paralysis (laughs) like because there aren't a lot of cuts you're just kind of like watching the same thing for like a very long time yeah that's fair Um, but it's a pretty cool little film so that's good and you said you had Lena Romay? Yeah, Lena Romay. In the 80s. Because this was like, in, it was like 84, 85 or I something. I think it's like 83. Three. Okay. Somewhere in that range, yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's your number 10? Yes, that's my number 10. No, my number 10, I'm going to tell you right now, 
is uh, Forgive Me, uh, I Have Sinned. Okay. This is a little film from uh, Armed Robber Phil, Phil Prince. Phil Prince. Phil Prince, yes. I get him and Eric Prince mixed up. Eric Prince founded like Blackwater and all that okay. stuff. Uh, they're very different in a way. But uh, Armed Robber Phil Prince made a couple of pornographic films as well. And uh, this is one of them. And uh, from what I've seen, probably his best, it has George Payne as the confessor, the leader of a kind of a weird sadistic cult where he makes people confess their like weird sexual fetishes or humiliations or something and kind of bangs a few of them. Yeah. More or less along the way, like the women at least. And then ultimately, uh, it unfolds as a, uh, a tale of revenge as all the people who tormented members of the cult are uh, captured one by one and brought to the cult for uh, judgment. Yes. And which... in an orgy of excitement, including Ron Jeremy. Oh, yeah. I forgot he was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it ends with a weird S&M orgy that's, you know... Pretty fun. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's a but uh, George Payne is giving off a, a masterclass performance in this film. Yes, uh, top of the line. I really did and uh, enjoyed that one. Uh, it was one I hadn't thought about in a while, but when we were going back through, I was like, "That's an oddball one." Yeah, and I was like, I had a lot of fun watching that one. Uh, like I said, particularly compared to the other two Phil Prince films that we watched. Uh, I'm not even going to try to remember the names. I know one of them is like Savage Sadists and the other one is Den of, is there Den of Dominance or Sisters of Submission? It's something Daughters stupid. of Dominance. Oh, okay, there's a bunch that are. I know, right? It's <laughs> real generic titles. Not worth it. Uh, this one is definitely my favorite of his work. Yeah, I could agree with that. This one's uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, a little low budget decide horror kind of film yes yeah, that's my number that's my number 10 all right well let's move on to my number nine and uh this is when i bring in the work of another director who is well represented on the raincoat report mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh that of course being the lovely <laughs> mm -hmm. the lovely carlos tobolina okay uh, in in this case, I'm talking about the film May Lynn versus Serena. Oh yes, uh, you know it was like the uh, Godzilla films where we have like Godzilla versus King Kong and mm -hmm. stuff like mm -hmm. that. We take Definitely. take two uh, strong forces and set them against each other to see what they can get away with. And May Lynn and Serena compete. In the ultimate erotic competition, uh, fucking their way through San Francisco, getting locked up and banging their way out, and uh, ending up in a bathtub just covered in loads. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> in Carlos Tobolina's living room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, this is a lot of fun. Uh, it is a Carlos Tobolina film, so the usual drawbacks of a Carlos Tobolina film are here. Right. But uh, May Lynn in particular works very hard throughout this film. Uh, Serena herself does a great job, and I think she's really hot. Uh, but I think May Lynn kind of proved to be the star of the show, as I mentioned in our episode. But um, 
It's a lot of fun. There's a bunch of sex scenes. Uh, the goofiness in between <coughs> is fun to me. Yeah, I like that they have to. Carlos Tobolina sets them up to like compete. Is yes. like the is the main like thrust of the film. Yeah, yeah. I like that he wasn't really afraid to just insert himself into the films, like even just kind of as himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you recall, of course, our most recent Tobolina, Carnal Highways. He was the sex education teacher. Oh yeah, I remember. He's uh he's quite a gentleman. Yeah, he had uh the class that never got their chairs <laughs> uh so yeah uh Malin versus serena it's a fun little ride to go on it might not be the most accomplished adult film ever but uh you know it's takes two wonderful porn stars and uh sets them loose on a carnal journey certainly yeah i vaguely remember this one um probably not as well as you yeah but uh, I do remember it being pretty fun, and how your enthusiasm for it, I think, ultimately made it made me rate it higher than I normally would have. Okay, yeah. So uh, it would be something I would need to definitely check out again. Do we cover Jungle Blue late last year? Um, or was it early this year? I don't think it was this year. Okay, because I, I was I can't remember. It's been so long. I feel confident that it wasn't this year. It's been so long since I've been in the jungle. <laughs> Uh, it was in November last year. Okay, yeah, I felt like it was either it had to be late last year or early this year. But uh, it's Tobolina for you. That's Tobolina for you. My number nine is uh the the Roberta Findlay's Anyone But My Husband. Okay. Yes, this was a film that. I enjoyed quite a bit when we watched it. We didn't cover it that long ago either. Maybe yeah. like a month or so ago, if that. Yeah. And it tells the story of C.J. Lang and her uh, no-good husband. Yeah. Oh, who played that husband? Was it Arbola? Yes, it was. You're correct. Yeah. Yeah, Arbola. And that was actually his first appearance on screen, I think, oh, right? Yeah. He was just like a shitty husband. Uh, you he know, pulled I, it off pretty well. Yeah, he was a pedophile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, C.J. Lang's husband is out banging his students all day. Yeah, 15-year-old. Yeah, and leaves her home alone. And when he comes home, he doesn't want hot C.J. Lang because she's not 15. Yeah, <laughs> she's, so, she's too old for him. Yeah, so she sees a therapist. Bad idea. Yeah, we should know by now from watching pornography that therapists are bad. They're bad people. <laughs> yeah. They just want to get in there and tinker around in your brain. Yeah. But uh, he sets her on a course that uh, liberates her sexually. Uh, she goes on a load of different adventures and dates, uh, including perhaps most notably with The Hook. Oh, yeah, uh, The Hook. <laughs> yes. Played by uh, Tom Perez. No, hold on. Maybe Tony? I don't know. Yeah, Tony. Sorry, yeah, Tony Perez. I think Tom Perez is like a artist for dc comics yeah <laughs> but it's tony perez I, I have it open okay don't worry uh yeah and she has her fun friend uh sylvia yeah who kind of encourages her along and everything it's just a, a fun film and for roberta findlay film pretty well made like as far as uh just like uh film wise it doesn't feel as slapdash as some of her other stuff 
Yeah, it seems more thought out than yeah. some of uh, her other stuff, which... Uh, Especially like her pornographic films at the very yeah. least, because I'll say I'm mostly familiar with those. I don't want to rate all of her work uh, since I haven't seen all of it, but sure. uh, yeah. It had a nice story to it. There was a lot of interesting sex in it with a good cast. I thought that it would be a, uh, a good inclusion on my list, and that was right. It is. That's why, I'm glad it's represented. That's why it comes in at number nine. Yeah, I didn't put it on my list, but I'm glad that this is represented by one of us here. Because mm-hmm. it was a it was a fun little movie, and I'd agree that uh, yeah. amongst her films... I don't know. I, I do like Mascara a lot. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, I like this one more than Mascara. That's fair. I remember being confused when I watched Mascara and you having to walk me through it. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think uh, I, was, I was too dumb for it. But uh, no, this one I liked a lot. Though mascara is good, that didn't make my list. But yeah, I didn't put uh, it on mine either. Well, but it was the way it goes. Yeah. So what I did put on my list was at this, number eight. This is your number eight? Unless you you were still going, do you? No, I think okay. I I think I represented the film pretty well. Okay, I just wanted to make sure oh. my my segue wasn't pushing you to end early. But uh, beer bone tree. Oh yes, Beerbone Tree's in here. Yeah. Yes, he has he has his naughty Victorians moment. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, that's what one a, of the, uh, MVP, uh, you know, most valuable penis. Yes, uh, as a like uh, as a side to this, uh, not part of the list at all because it yeah. happened in prior years. But if you haven't already, check out the naughty Victorians. Vinegar Syndrome put it out. Yeah, it's and an, it's. It's excellent. Bananas. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> film. Uh, but something that is maybe not as great of a film as The Naughty Victorians, but a fun film good enough for number eight on my list Yeah, to make that transition finally <laughs> is Gail Palmer's Candy Goes to Hollywood. Excellent. That was in my like top 15, but it did not make the final cut. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's not like the greatest film of all time, but it's no. a fun sex comedy. Yeah, I liked it a lot more than The Erotic Adventures of Candy. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'm still upset we got denied Candy Goes to Hollywood, or go- Candy Goes to Washington. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see her make some changes up there. Yeah. Drain the swamp. I wanted to see her get <laughs> shot by a Capitol security guard. <laughs> Candy takes the Capitol. <laughs> Candy storms the Capitol. Oh, I imagine just Carol <laughs> Connors just trying to climb over those like the barricade or whatever. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but yeah, and we have Candy uh, played by Carol Connors, but we also have, of course, John Leslie as her agent, Johnny Door Opener, uh, and we see her uh, try to make her way through Hollywood. And it's pretty funny. It does seem like it might be commentary on the, uh, you know, casting couch nature of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we see her meeting people such as Johnny Farson and, uh, you know, from the Johnny Farson show. Yeah, I love that one. And uh, Chuck Bearass from the Dong Show. Yeah, she went on the Dong Show uh Wendy O. Williams is there. Yeah, she shoots out like ping pong balls from her vagina, right? Yeah, that's her thing, yeah. It's uh, quite lovely. It's a talent. 
Um, of course, we have appearances here by Rhonda Joe Petty, Desiree Cousteau, and uh, Sharon Kane. It's it's a fun little movie here. And, uh, you know, we get to see Candy work her way through Hollywood, have a bunch of sex, and uh, at the end of the day, even though she's being sexually exploited by everybody, everybody has a good time. Yeah, and she meets a nice... Uh... Like a senator or something at the end. Yeah, she meets a young man at the end and is going to follow him to D.C. for Candy Goes to Washington, and it just never happened, unfortunately. No. But uh, I thought this was a lot of fun, and, you know, if I wouldn't put it at the top of your list, but if you're going to watch a sex comedy, um, you know, this should be on the list. Yeah. Well, my number eight is anything but a comedy. Okay. It's no laughing matter. Okay. Her name was Lisa. <laughs> okay. Uh, this was one that like was on my top 15 and I was like on the fence about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's kind of one aspect of it that kind of makes me kind of on the fence about yeah, it. Yeah. That's I, the brutal rape in the middle of I, it. No, I, yeah, I remember that. But it is a, a great film by... Roger Watkins. Roger Watkins, the director of Corruption and yes. Last House on Dead End Street. Which yeah. Are both fun. Well, I don't know about fun, which are both interesting movies in very different ways. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy this one. It has Samantha Fox's Lisa. Yes. Who, uh, we see, whose life we see through flashbacks as we open upon her in a casket. And uh, she's visited by various people. Uh, through her life, people who helped and helped to ruin her. Yeah, mostly people who <laughs> exploited her. <laughs> yeah, mostly. It was just a. It was kind of just like a chance to like line up and spit on her grave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this movie it's it's definitely notable. Like I didn't put it on my list again, but yeah. like it's really really interesting. Yeah. I like. I really like the end of the movie where. Uh, Vanessa Del Rio has her hooked on the horse. Yeah. And uh, you get this cool scene with the... Oh, God, I can't remember the name of the song that plays, but the definitely stolen song. Okay, I'll have um, to go back and think of... She does get raped to Dazed and Confused. Yeah, there are several stolen songs and her name is Lisa. If I had my notes on me, I could probably get it for you. Because it also used a Kraftwerk song, I think, at the beginning. Um, oh, it's something about saving your soul or something. Uh -huh. and, oh God, I can't remember the name of the song or the, the band. Of your tongue. Uh, it, but anyway, yeah, I like uh, Roger Watkins is a great director. He makes some compelling movies. Yeah, and this movie, it's just so dark and depressing that it just it made me not feel great about putting it in my top ten. But it's it's a great movie. It's really good. Um, oh, is it that Don't Let Go song? Yeah, Don't Let Go. Uh, That's by what it Zuma. Is. Yes, yes. Yeah, also featured in this year's box office hit, Nope. Oh. Not the same song, but uh, they were in there as well. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was like, man, I thought I'd remember that. If no, but, but it, yeah. was a, it was a different song. They use it like at the end when they're trying to like draw the creature out. Gotcha. I, I should watch that again, I think. Uh, yeah, I like to see it again. I really enjoyed it. But uh, no one gets fucked in it, so we can't talk about it for too long. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a good film, dark film, 
definitely, but uh, one that's very stylized. There are just a lot of like, just like great, a lot of great framing, a lot of like, uh, as we talked about before, he's really good with like color work and everything. Yeah. Uh, this one's got like a good cast as well. As you said, Samantha Fox, uh, Vanessa Del Rio, uh, Bobby Astor shows up. Yeah. He's um, a rapist. <laughs> yes. He is a rapist. He's him and his buddy. But uh, yeah, dark film, not quite high up on my list is corruption but uh definitely one of my favorites that we watched this year i do i did think that the uh the scene with uh her, with lisa acting as like a dominatrix with carmen i thought that yeah. was really hot oh yeah too. yeah that was a good one too yeah with uh what's his name the guy who's uh he's like steven sweet yes yeah but played by david pierce yeah 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 that was i was trying to conjure that scene in my mind and yeah they're both in like some dominatrix gear it's pretty good oh yeah the co-rapist with bobby astor was randy west yes that's right dopey they're like doc and yeah, dopey doc and dopey uh but yeah quite yeah. a film yeah i mostly blocked the rape scene out i think yeah <laughs> but uh yeah that's that so that was your number eight that's number eight all right so my number seven uh, plugs into one of the uh, most notorious filmmakers of the 50s and beyond. Uh-huh. Ed- uh, and that would be uh-huh. Edward D. Wood Jr. Okay. The director of Take It Out and Trade. I really considered this one. It's a, it's a good one. It's wacky. It's wacky. <laughs> um. If we follow a private detective who is looking for a girl who ran away from her family. Yeah, mostly goes on vacation. Yeah, he mostly just takes the per diems of the family and uses them to go on vacation and look at girls' tits in different countries, yeah. uh, designated by posters that we see mm-hmm. and uh, stock footage of planes taking off and landing. <laughs> Intercut with this is a lot of footage of women going up and down stairs yes in the uh i guess it's like a whorehouse that she's living yeah, in. Or whatever. yeah there's just a bunch of shots of the women going up and down the stairs and sitting on the couch and pulling each other's tits yeah. out and stuff it's like an andy warhol film <laughs> <laughs> um this film i mean at the end of the day if you were looking at it in some objective way you would say that it was a bad movie but yeah it's very entertaining, and that's oh, what yeah, matters yeah, to yeah. me. I consider it. It didn't make my top 15, but it was... Uh, did it? No, it didn't. Sorry. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I would say uh, good good late period entry for old Wood. Yeah, it's funny. And it ends with him just taking off with their daughter at the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's that great scene, too, where uh, the detective comes and confronts Ed Wood, who's I guess, like, is, like, living... It's like a transvestite or something, and oh, like yeah. pulls off his wig and it's just screaming at him. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's it's worth some laughs. Yeah, it's real trashy. It's it's, uh, it's soft core. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's it's a lot of fun if you like a good, just wacky movie. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my turn? Yes, you're number seven. I put the resin down. Hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, my number seven was 
chill with the boat. You know what I'm looking for. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, wow. When you look up IMDB, our, our episode, one of our episodes comes up. <laughs> um, so, yeah. My number seven is Babyface 2. Okay, so this ended up higher on my list. Okay. Well, but it was number six, so let's just go ahead. Okay, it was going to be the next it. thing I said. All right. Well, uh, in that case, yeah, Babyface 2 by Alex Dorenzi. We skipped yeah. Babyface. Uh, we'll go back to we'll it. We'll go back to it, but you'd said it was a little bit rapier and Yeah. I was in the mood for something lighthearted and uh lighthearted this is. Yeah, it is. It's a uh, it's kind of a nonsensical film about like uh uh one of those like sex toy parties that really gets out of control when a genie is unleashed. Yes, and of course a genie played by one of the greatest porn actors of all time, mm-hmm. that being Jamie Gillis who's playing like a drunk like barely trying stripper yeah but all of a sudden he unleashes his dick magic yeah and uh <laughs> everyone gets real horny it's uh it's notable because it uh passes the so-called bechdel test there are oh, women yeah. <laughs> yeah there are women who are talking about something besides men for uh more than at least more than one scene i think yeah <laughs> talking about sex toys but it counts yeah uh the boys eventually show up, and there's some tussling and troubling, but eventually everyone gets real horny, and it's kind of like a film-long orgy, but uh, there's just a lot of bizarre circumstances throughout it, and it's just a very funny, fun film. Yeah. Uh, I would think you would agree with me on that one there. Yeah. Uh, that's, wh- that's why I put it on my list, too. Great. And, of course, uh, Jamie Gillis. Yeah. Um a, he's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> he's a titan. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like there's not a ton to say about it. It's just a lot of fun. A lot of good performances, good cast and crew. Yeah, include Great it, crew. Yeah, uh, on that we've, one. we've only pointed out Jamie Gillis, but we've also got Taija Ray, star of Driller. Oh, yes, yes. We've got Francois Papillon. Okay, yeah, he's one of them, them boys. Uh, we got somebody that we saw several weeks in a row who is Kevin James, oh, yeah. uh, not the King of Queens. Um, Mark Wallace, Jerry Butler, and uh, Christara Barrington. Yeah, yeah, good, good mixed cast. Good, lots uh, of good sets of games. Yeah, it was a fun little movie. Yeah, it's just uh, that's all it is. That's all I can muster about that one. All right, so. You should go on to your number six, because that was my number six. Okay, give me a second. I don't understand how IMDb works. I don't know. I've never... <laughs> I've never... Okay, so one thing is, if you're just searching on IMDb, yeah. they won't show porn results. Oh, okay. Um, but if you go to Google and yeah. search IMDb space whatever the movie is, you'll find it. That's what I had to do. That's how I normally find them. Okay. I just didn't realize you couldn't search from like within the site for it. Yeah, it's it's a thing. If you create an account, yeah. there's you can log into it and you'd be able to do it. I didn't create an account. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Anyway, number six. Okay. Paul Vitelli's Stiff Competition. Okay, that's higher on my list. All right. Boss, okay. what's your number five? My number five is... Jakov Jakovsky, Jakov Jakovsky's Heavenly Desire. 
Hey, that's my number five. Okay, cool. <laughs> Excellent. Well, so let's, uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit. So this is one of those lovely Serena and Seika vehicles. Yeah. Where uh, they die at the beginning of the movie being shot in a duel. In the Old West? <laughs> in the Old West. <laughs> mm. um, and we get appearances by uh, many lovely porn people. Including, but not limited to, Mike Ranger and John Martin and Jamie Gillis. Um, Lisa DeLeo is a basketball player who doesn't appear in a porn scene. We we have a fun little movie. Uh, we have our pimp, of course, played by Johnny Keys. Of yeah, slash Beyond the Devil. Beyond the Green Door fame. Yeah, slash the devil. Yes, the devil. Don't just, you know, you gotta be, he's also in Sex World, which we have not covered yet. Have we not covered Sex World? No. Oh, okay. You made me watch it, and I dozed off. Okay. <laughs> Which is similar. Oh, he was also in uh, Sun Ra's Space is the Place. Okay. <laughs> Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to say about it? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a really fun buddy comedy about uh, two women who are... But they're, are they, like, bored in heaven, and they want to go fuck around in hell instead or they no, they're trying to like burst through to like the seventh heaven or i can't remember i know they get into johnny keys uh like chevelle or whatever it is yeah and take off and then they come to the same place in the 70s or whatever yeah then they're just like doing misdeeds i think to earn their devilish horns yeah so they're working in service of satan i think pretty much entirely yes which is pretty cool uh, uh, yeah, they're because they're trying to get everybody to have sex. Yeah, they're trying to get everyone to bang, and some of them are nerds, some of them aren't. But eventually, of course, everyone does bang. It, they I do. I do remember some very ridiculous stuff where, like, Seika or whatever was just like jacking someone off with like one hand, yeah, because the girl didn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that, and just, like, having to, like, blatantly ignore the fact you're getting jerked off by, like, a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, what a wacky film. Yeah. Uh, definitely another one that just makes me feel good inside, and uh, one of the, the highlights of my year. Yeah, what a lovely film it is. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so that was both of our number fives. So let's move on to number four. You give your four. So my number four, uh, we go across the pond and then a ways further. I skip a pond another little bit from the pond. How <laughs> many goddamn ponds? Uh, we're, 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 we're across... Are we like the, in China? No. Where are we at? Okay, so we, we cross the Atlantic and then I guess we don't skip another pond. We just keep going inland a little bit until we get to France. And once we get there, we go see Claude Mulot, oh. who directed a film titled Shocking. Yes, excellent. This isn't on my list, but I'm glad you're bringing it up. Okay, so this was a 1976 film, and the cast is probably notable in uh, you know French porn, but they're not familiar to me. But this is an end-of-the-world film uh, surrounding, like... A dinner party where everybody fucks. Yes, everybody fucks. Everyone is made to watch a very bizarre 
a safari-based sex film. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but it's also got some interesting, like, political leanings to it a little bit, <laughs> yes, too. Yes, it does. We have uh, interactions between the Kremlin and the White House. Yeah. Uh, I want to say, like, one of the main characters is, like... Uh, like a news guy or something who has kind of like a like an angry like right wing like program or something. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, like a proto Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a very interesting film. Uh, not many pornographic films handle the apocalypse. Yeah, a uh, few of the fewer even of those take the uh, Doctor Strange love approach. Yeah, and uh, that's something I can really appreciate. That was a fun episode. Uh, just recording that one with you and Tyler was a. Uh, Makes me fuzzy inside, you know? Yeah, it it was a fun movie. Uh, The sex scenes aren't, like, the most erotic, but the entire plot of it, the weird political intrigue, the uh, weird relationships between the characters, like, we have, like, a uh, tutor who's tutoring a, I guess, teenager or, or young adult who jacks off all the time and... It's there's a lot of weird shit going I on. About that, uh, oh. it's a lot of fun. Claude Mulot, this isn't his best film, but he yeah. he makes a lot of very interesting films, both pornographic and non-pornographic. Did he he did a program for pleasure, right? Yes, okay. Le Film Object. Excellent film. Yes, that was I think in both of our top tens last year. That would make sense because I love that movie. If it wasn't, then it should have been. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was my number four. four. Pause for the resin. These clouds are toxic, boss. <laughs> uh, my number four is a uh, is one of my uh, great favorites to present to you. Okay, it's one of my favorite numbers. Old number four. I just like number four. Okay, that's fair. It's the fourth number. What about the film that you rated number four for the year? Well, that one's okay. Uh, that one is Wanda Whips Wall Street. Okay, uh, this one didn't make my list, but it's very good, and I'm glad that you put it on your list. Yeah, I think I gave this one... I was in the grip of uh, COVID, so I think I gave this one maybe like a five or something. Oh, wow. Or something real high up, but I, I do agree that it, it's a great film still. And this, I think, is, this is one that could have easily made my list, but it just, I didn't yeah, pick it. It's okay. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a great film starring uh, Veronica Hart. Yeah, she's great in this movie. Yeah, as, a, as a, the uh, titular Wanda, who's a, uh, a Wall Street con woman. Yeah. Just kind of going from business to business and hoovering up their assets and moving on. Yeah, but she's not alone on this journey. No. She's got uh, Samantha Fox with her. Yeah, she's her kind of like uh, assistant schemer. And they're being investigated by the uh, the team of uh, the team of Jamie Gillis and Ron Jeremy. Yeah, it's quite a team. Yeah. They uh, try a couple things. They pull some fast ones, a couple scams. And uh, in the end, it works out for someone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I really, I thought this was a really, a great looking film. And I think part of that is because it's by, uh, my boy. Larry Ravine. Yes. Yes. The cinematographer on corruption in a lot of movies. The yeah. director, didn't he do Doom Asylum? 
I he, think he did. He did the cinematography for Doom Asylum, but okay. I don't think he directed it. Okay, yeah. But uh, he did a lot of cinematography. But yes, he directed yes, somebody this else one. Directed it, yeah. and I think it's a, a nice, tightly plotted film that benefits a lot from his uh, excellent eye. Yeah, uh, I think it looks great. It captures a lot of uh, early New York visually. Yeah, in I, a nice way, like in a in a nice. Uh, I don't know. It just has like a good texture to it. It doesn't feel like as grimy as normal. It feels. I don't know. It feels nice. It does feel nice. It's it's interesting because it's like women joining the workplace and taking over more or less. Yeah, and I'm sure that there's probably uh, some of that kind of. I don't know fear of women in the workplace that was going on in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know they were right to be afraid because they Wanda, were. But Wanda whipped them. Wanda did whip them, but they deserved it. Yeah. And uh, Jamie Gillis and Ron Jeremy. Excellent. What a terrifying twosome. <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't be. You don't want to be in a lone room. You don't want to be in a room alone with those two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a really fun movie. Yeah, thank you. I directed it. Uh, that was your number four. Yes. All right. So my number three was one that you've already listed, and that was Stiff Competition. All right. Uh, this movie's pretty dang awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that uh, Vinegar Syndrome put it out this year as a 4K disc release, which yes. uh, just means it looks a little bit better. Right. And uh. It was. It's just a really fun movie. I like that they present this arm wrestling sport as like a, a big fucking thing, and or well, not like. I like that they present this these blowjob competitions. Yeah, you're thinking over if, the top. Yeah, I was thinking. Oh no, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> these uh, blowjob competitions. They they do a lot of world building around them. Yeah, they do. And there's a bunch it's a of lot different of fun. Yeah, there's a bunch of different competitors. Yeah, and uh I should have looked this movie up. And of course this is another Oh yeah, you yeah, of course uh, you mentioned earlier it was directed by Paul Vitelli. And uh it's starring Gina Carrera as Tammy the Tongue, of course. Excellent. Uh joined by Patty Cakes, <laughs> played by Patty Plenty, uh Bridget Monet who we've seen before. Uh, Kitten Natividad appears briefly. Mm-hmm. Kevin James, Herschel Savage, and Ron Jeremy, Paul Thomas, uh, Christara Barrington, Bunny Blue, a whole lot of people that you've seen before. It's a, it's kind of a, I don't know that it's like a big budget movie, but it's you can tell that it's just one of the more well made movies that we've covered. Yeah, this year. definitely. It looks great. There's a. Uh... Some world building and some solid stakes in it. There's a last minute pep talk, which you need in a sports oh, film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's the possibility of a nuclear explosion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot that it was it was just in one of the papers or whatever. Yeah, it was just in one of the papers in the trash can. <laughs> and I was like, what? Uh, yeah, you speculated that this was like a prequel to Cafe Flesh. I think I was correct. Yes. And still am. Yeah, no, this was a, a fine, fine film. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm glad we got to see it this year. Um, check it out if you haven't already. 
Yeah, you should definitely see this one. The competition is stiff. Mm, yeah. Well, I guess that wraps things up. Should be time for your number three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My number three is Wakefield Pool's Bible. Okay, this was one that I was considering, but I didn't didn't put it in the list. But you didn't, uh, you didn't do it. Uh, this is a softcore film depicting uh, various tales from the Bible. Uh, we have an erotic uh, interpretation of the story of Adam and Eve. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of a a fun little uh, silly one with. Uh, Georgina Spelvin as Bathsheba. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Is there... What else is there? There's... Uh, There's the one where there's... Samson and Delilah. Yeah, that's the Yeah, one. that's a good one. And then... Is there a fourth one or am I imagining? There's there's like a brief one where there's like a woman running through the desert with like angel wings and like Yeah, well that's like the conception of like Jesus. Yeah. But I was trying to think there's not another one though, is there? I think that's it. Okay. But uh yeah, it's just a, a short, quick uh journey through some biblical tales, uh presented in a an exceptional fashion by Wakefield Pool. I think this film is a uh a visual feast, uh, a delight to the eyes. I think it's a very nice stylized film and it's mostly made up of like theater people and, uh, that sort of thing instead of pornographic actors, uh, Georgina Spelvin pretty much like not, uh, withstanding. Yeah. I think that I recall reading or hearing somewhere that Georgina Spelvin talked about how, uh, she had been been in a lot of porn films, but this was the only one that she like really found erotic. Yeah, yeah, she said something like that. And, and uh, uh, you know, Wakefield Pool has an eye for visual storytelling, and he yeah, really shows it off. Definitely. Here. And in addition to it being softcore, it is also uh, pretty much a silent film. There's, I think, maybe like one line of dialogue in the whole film. Yeah, 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 and that's uh. Well, see it for yourself. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I really enjoyed this one. I, I thought if you're going to like consider pornography to be art, this is something that you probably would enter in that, into that category. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not like explicitly you know, a hardcore pornographic film, but it... Uh, it's beautiful filmmaking. Yeah, it's probably the best looking like softcore film ever made. Well, maybe like one of the best erotic looking, but one of the best looking erotic films ever made, I would say. And I would, uh, I would say, yeah, maybe this just falls under the category more of erotica than anything. But, uh, I like it a whole lot. Okay. I was, uh, very pleased with this one. Yeah. I like this movie a lot too. It, it made my top like 12 or 15 or whatever mm -hmm. I, I did before yeah. I made it to my top 10. I was considering it, uh. It's really cool. It is very cool. And, All right. Uh, so now. Are you going to go to church after you see it? Um, Have you been to church since you've seen it? No, I haven't. I was there today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's at a funeral. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're down to the top two, and I have a suspicion that we might have the same top two, but we'll see. 
We'll see. Well, why don't you go ahead and tell us your number two. So my number two is uh, given to us by Henri Pichard. Okay. And that is The Devil in Miss Jones Part 2. That's higher. Oh, okay. Okay, so what was your number two then? I guess it, maybe it's my number one. Water power. Okay, that would okay. That so that's it? higher on my list. Okay. So well, let's let's go ahead and we'll start by talking about I guess the devil and Miss Jones too, since we brought okay. that up first. All right. Uh, so the devil and Miss Jones we just flip flopped them. Yeah, I mean, we had the same top two just in different orders. Yeah, well, it, it was really no question. It was just a matter of yeah, which order they would be put in. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, The Devil and Miss Jones Part 2, directed by Henri Pichard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to see Georgina Spelvin again as Justine Jones, but we also see her possessing the bodies of a few women. Yeah, and we have a, a devil played by Robert Kerman. Yes, he is lovely. Uh, no, no, we have the devil played no, by yeah. Jack Wrangler. Yeah, that's right. The, He's the, the devil's uh The devil's advocate, advocate. is yeah, Arbola. Is Ker- yeah, yeah, that's right. Um. Yeah, but we've also got uh, Jacqueline Lorians mm-hmm. uh, as Roxanne, who gets possessed by uh, Georgina. Yeah, it's quite a few women. Uh, jo- Joanna Storm as Private Parts. <laughs> uh-huh, also possessed. Uh, Anna Ventura as Eve Schwartz. <laughs> Tupperware um, sales girl. Uh, we've got Samantha Fox's sister, Angela, who I don't remember if she gets possessed. She is possessed but god calls a he calls a mulligan on that one he's like whoa you can't do that uh we've got can't make my nuns fuck <laughs> we've got uh joey silvera showing up mm-hmm. ron jeremy is like a devil guard uh yes uh was yes bobby astor shows up as a guy who wants to do a little devil play yeah he is a little devil uh like french tickler um but yeah a very cool uh like kind of direct sequel it directly connects but the tone and spirit of it are very different uh like i said i think probably my original review i think for the better this is uh this is a lot of fun yeah there's a i've been saying that all night but i've been having fun yeah it's a fun movie I've been smoking a lot of resin, so like a lot of my verbal skills are bad. Yeah. Uh, but I really like this kind of, uh, this continuation of it, including Georgina Spelvin and uh, sort of making one of, like a, an anthology film, but tying it together like a lot better. Yeah. It, it reminds me of a pornographic version of, uh, is it bedazzled? I don't know. Bedazzled? Bedeviled? Is it bedeviled? I don't know. I don't know what it is either way. <laughs> it's... Yeah, it was bedazzled. Okay. Yeah, the film that... Uh, there's two of them, but the one you're probably familiar with is uh, the, the 2000 film with uh, Brendan Fraser. 
Okay. Yeah, yes. he makes like a deal with the devil and like ends up in like different lives and stuff. And she, so it is kind of like a pornographic version of that, which <laughs> okay. I don't think I'd really put together at the time because since it is like a remake of like a 60s film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just an incredibly charming film from like yeah. this, from the script uh, to the, like the, the, the art direction. Yeah. I would say uh, just a joy all the way down. I, I agree. I think this movie was awesome. Mm-hmm. There's, it is like a goofy vibe versus the original that mm-hmm. was very serious. Yeah, uh, I really love the original film, but at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure that I rated this higher than I did the original because it's just so much fun. Yeah, it's... and the sex is good. Yeah, and uh, Arbol is hilarious and. <laughs> Uh, it's just a really good movie, and they had uh, they had Georgina Spelvin there to pass the torch to the next Miss Joneses. The Joneses. Uh, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun, and there's there's more devils in Miss Jones to watch, so we'll have to check some out in 2023. Yeah, and uh, this devil devil's getting tired. Well, no. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Just cut that. Okay. That's stupid. Well, let's move on. I guess uh, the other movie that was in our top two. Yeah. Which was uh, Water Power. Which, yeah. I, it, for me, the reason I gave it number one is this. I was like, okay. I was looking through the movies. And I was like, which one of these is number one? And it just had to be Water Power. Yeah. <laughs> it would be tough not to make it Water Power. It's, it's a movie that just blew me away. Mm-hmm. Um, it is nasty and like dark and depressing, but it's so over the top and ridiculous. And it's yeah. and it's Jamie Gillis. So yeah, it's Jamie Gillis doing like some of his best character work. Yeah, just uh, being this absolutely depraved uh, weirdo. Yeah, like uh, Kanye West or Clarence Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, like one of them, uh, those types, uh, he gets bad ideas in his head. And it's just a very, like, the most disgusting, tasteless take on, like, taxi driver you could imagine, yes. more or less. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's just a movie that I watched, and it blew me away. Yeah. Like I said, I think, like, at the time, it's a film that uh, makes a good argument against pornography, but <laughs> yeah. I still think that it should exist. Yes. Um, just as an example of uh, how far the mind can really go. Yes, wow. Senator Mike Lee. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, I hope one day we get to enter. We're going to enter. We're going to go to Congress. We're going to go to the Senate because he's a senator. We're not going to go to the Congress. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go to the Congress later for something else, but uh, <laughs> while we're at the Senate, we're going to get water powered entered into the this, the record. <laughs> yes, and everybody, all the senators are going to have to watch it. Yeah, and be like, how can you tell me this doesn't have educational value? <laughs> and we single-handedly get pornography banned in the country. <laughs> no, we no, it opens their hearts. Uh, it opens something. It opens the floodgates. 
Oh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just a, a phenomenal, bizarre film. Uh, and that's your number one. That's my number two. And I put it as number two for a reason. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. I hadn't considered that. Yeah. Well, you know, we can't all be brilliant. <laughs> well, that we can't was... all have amazing brains. <laughs> well, that was 2022. Jeremy's still melting his brain with resin. He's got to finish all of that. I'm about done. <laughs> I mean, there's more in the... There's more, but I don't think I have to smoke it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Raincoat Report. Uh, We already talked about our Patreon. Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast and tell other people. And in the meantime, uh, if you're gonna go to the senate and open the floodgates <laughs> don't forget to wear your raincoat gross <laughs> let me out january 21st animals have become the most important thing in my life what started as a simple act of vengeance has mushroomed into an addiction i need to clean out these bitches as much as they need to be cleaned Newspapers have blown this out of proportion. They say I'm a rapist. They say I'm evil. They say I should be caught and put away. I'm not going to stop. I don't care how many cops come after me. I don't care. They're not going to stop me. I'm not letting anyone stop me. <laughs>